How you doing, Rock Family? How you doing, Rock Family? Happy New Year. 2021 is gone. 2022 is here. And I pray that you're ready to start afresh and do something new. Put that all behind us. Um, last year was a, a wreck. This year, we'll see what God has. But I pray that you're ready for it. We got a, a great series for you that's going to start the year off right. So let's get on our knees and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your grace in our life. We thank you so much for your faithfulness. And even though there's been a lot of pain, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change, you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I pray that this series, we can reset our life and fix our eyes and our heart on you, the author and finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, everybody, I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church. Can't wait for it to get this year going and get last year behind us. Get your Bibles out. Turn to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. Um, obviously, the last couple of years, since COVID started, since George Floyd was killed, our world has drastically changed. We've gotten accustomed to new terms and new ideas like masking and vaccines and social distancing and critical race theory and DEI and all, you know, the insurrection, all these new terms that have, are starting to shape how we live. Our lives have actually been changed over these last two years in a drastic way and there's no end in sight. We're familiar with the CDC and the FDA and all these different influences on our life are changing our life and creating a new normal. There are things that we're saying and things that we're worried about, things that we're scared of that we weren't before. But I want to talk to you about your new normal. I want to talk to you about what should be your new normal because it may now be normal to you to wear a mask. It may be normal to you to have six feet. It may be normal to you to talk about vaccines and, and, and critical race theory and, or not critical race theory and not being against it or for it. But I want to talk to you about as a believer, what should be your new normal? And the answer is the kingdom of God. In Mark chapter 1 verse 15, Jesus said the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe. Now, I want you to check with me now. 53 times Jesus used the kingdom of God. 23 times he used the kingdom of heaven. He used them interchangeably. But Jesus talks about the kingdom of God over and over again. Matter of fact, when he came, that was his message. I'm here to announce the kingdom of God. I know that you all have your way you live. I know you have the way you eat, the, way, the customs that you have on earth and all that kind of stuff. And that's all cool. I've come to bring a whole new standard of how to live. And I'm going to read something to you, just a few verses, and we get into what the kingdom of God is. But in the, the first recorded words of Jesus in three of the first books, uh, Gospels, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark chapter 1, verse 14, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Matthew, first thing Jesus said, talks about the kingdom of God. In Mark, the first thing Jesus recorded in the Bible, he talks about the kingdom of God. In Luke, the first thing recorded that Jesus says, why do you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? 
This is when he was a little kid. Well, that, is that the kingdom of God? What's his father's business? Kingdom business. Why is this important? It, because if Jesus came to introduce the kingdom of God, and by the way, the kingdom of God has its own rules. We live on the kingdom of earth. The Bible says we're not citizens of here, we're citizens of, of heaven. So our new normal has to be the kingdom of God. The reason this is important is because our world has been shaken. Over these last two years, our world has been turned upside down. People have lost their jobs, lost their lives, lost their livelihood, lost their family, lost friends. Division has destroyed their relationships. And, and we're like, what do we, people have stopped coming to church. 60% of people don't come to a physical building anymore. Matter of fact, if you're here in San Diego, we're here at church. People, we're here right now. Come to church. We're live in building on Sunday every week. But most people are sitting at home. People are distant from each other. People don't want to get together. Our lives have been destroyed. And our new normal has been one of division. One of fear, one of intimidation, one of being controlled. And I'm telling you, a new normal should be the kingdom of God. So the next four weeks, we're going to talk about some kingdom normals. Because if you, if you want your feet to be on a rock, <laughs> the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ, you have to understand kingdom principles. So what is the kingdom of God? One, the kingdom of God, kingdom normal is God's spiritual Authority. Kingdom normal, your new normal needs to be kingdom normal. It is God's spiritual authority. A lot of times we think the kingdom of God, we think heaven over there or heaven over there. But the kingdom of God is not a place, it is the authority of God. Look what it says in Luke chapter 19, verse 12. It says, Therefore, a certain noble went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Look at what it says. Jesus is talking about this guy. He went, he's, he's describing the kingdom of God. He went to a, another country to get the kingdom. He didn't go there to get a location. He didn't go there to get land. He went there to get authority. And when he came back, he had authority, power, influence over something. The kingdom of God is when God has authority over your life. Look at what it says in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 9 and 10. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What it means that the authority you have on earth, the power you have on earth, the influence, the, the, the perfect alignment of everything that you have in heaven, I should say, bring it here. And how does he do that? you and me. Our kingdom normal, our normal, our normal. Now, am I saying you're, you're normal before wasn't this? Yeah, basically we live in this world. We're, we're consumed and distracted by all the things we see. Watching television, watching the news, watching social media. What side am I going to be on? Am I going to be on these people against these people, left or right? But what's my political bent? And, and people have lost their minds because once they go on one side, they're like enemies of the other side. It's all about power and control. Because once you get on one side, you can't go to the other side and you're going to sell out. You're a sellout if you agree with people who are the opposite of you in their ideology. People are arguing about stuff. And God says, you're fighting the wrong battle. If anything you learned is that everything you trusted in is gone. If anything you learned over the last two years, what was normal to you was just trash. People, our culture just shifted it all around. And God's saying, when are you going to trust me? When, is, when, when are my guidelines and my normal is going to be your normal? Number two, the kingdom, kingdom normal 
is not from this world. When Jesus was being interrogated by Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate was talking about how he can kill him and he can do whatever he wants. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Here's what Jesus was saying. It was two things. One, where I get my authority, it doesn't come from your government. Pilate, Pilate got his authority from Caesar. Pontius Pilate got his authority from Caesar. He said, Pontius Pilate, you get your authority from Caesar. He's sitting over there. I don't get my authority from any of y'all. I get my authority from God. Now, he, think about you. Where's your authority from? Your authority to exercise kingdom power. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from your job. It doesn't come from your good looks. It doesn't come from your money. If you've noticed anything and learned anything over the last year, all that is very temporary and very fragile. It comes from God. Your, your kingdom normal is not from this world. And not only is it not from this world, it exercises that power and authority in this world and in the spiritual realm, in the physical and the spiritual. If you are not understanding and, and, and at least desiring to pursue the authority from heaven in your life, you are going to be pulled down and held down by what's happening right in front of you, which is division, which is hate, envy, self-righteousness, pride, arrogance. People, crime is up. People are fighting. People are fighting in, in the, on airplanes and grocery stores over stuff that they're not even sure of. And what I mean by that, if you listen to the news, they'll tell you one rule for COVID, the next day it changes and it's so confusing. And we have to step back and go, I'm putting my feet on solid ground. I'm going to trust in what the Bible says about who I am. Matter of fact, next week, next week, we're going to talk about your kingdom identity, which is so critical for you to understand. That's a whole other, you, you got to come next week. But you have to say, my kingdom normal is not from this world. My kingdom authority, my kingdom revelation, my kingdom understanding is not from this world. Number three, kingdom normal is now and in the future. <laughs> a lot of times Jesus would tell, say that the kingdom is now but not yet. Look, at, look what it says. In Mark chapter 4, verse 31, he talks about a mustard seed. And there are a lot of parables that Jesus would talk about and tell to describe the nature of the kingdom of God. And one of those that's kind of mysterious is that it's, it's here, but yet it's not here yet. In other words, the kingdom of God is now and in the future. What does that mean? Let's, let's read it. Look what it says. It says, Mark chapter 4, verse 30, it says, he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It's like a mustard seed which when it is sown in the ground, a mustard seed is a little tiny, tiny seed. When it was put in the ground, it is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. When you receive 
the spirit of God, when you receive the word of God, when you receive the authority of God in your life, God, I want to enter into your kingdom and I want you to be my God, my Lord, my Savior. A seed is planted in your heart. And Jesus is saying the kingdom, that authority, that power that was planted in your heart is like a little seed. And it has unlimited potential. And it grows and grows and grows. This has to be your normal. Because if you are grown in your knowledge of what the news is saying, if you are grown in your fear of what the news is saying, if you are grown in your, your anxiety, that is going to kill you. But when the kingdom of God is received in your heart, you say, Lord, I am giving you authority over my life. And the kingdom of God, God's reign, his authority, his, his power, his influence over your life grows like a mustard seed. That you are realizing more and more of it every single day. You are seeking it with your whole heart. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. In other words, God, I want more of your authority, more of your influence, more of your insight. And when that is your life, it's like a mustard seed. It is now, I have it, but there is still yet more to come. Let me say that again. It is now, I have it, but it's still yet more to come. It's like a woman being pregnant. I remember my wife was pregnant without our first child. We had three, but I, the, the first one was the, you know, the one of the most wonder because it was all new to us. And I remember when, when she first found out she was pregnant, you know, she didn't have, she didn't have a bump yet. We, we tried to even see a bump when it wasn't there because it was like, we want to see it. But then that bump grew up to be a bump. And then it grew up to be the bumpity-bump-bump. And as she was getting bigger and the baby was moving, and you could hear, feel the elbows going, and we could hear the heart, and then we could feel, you know, the butt roll against her stomach. And it, we were growing as parents. She was growing as a mom. Now, some of them may say, well, she's not a mom yet because the baby wasn't born. Oh, hold up. The minute that you find out you are pregnant, and I'm talking from experience as a dad, not as a mom. But I'm telling you, moms, all those moms out there will know exactly what I'm telling you. And if you could ask any woman you know, and they will affirm this. As soon as you find out that you are pregnant as the mom, as soon as you find out as a dad that your woman is pregnant, Everything changes. Your perspective changes. How you, I, I remember just not wanting her to bump into anything, not want her to make sure she's sitting gently down, especially the longer the pregnancy went, that even got more, it was more necessary for me to take care of her physically where she was moving, how she was getting around, not to go over bumps on the street. You had this whole different perspective because there was something growing in her that was eventually going to be birthed. That was eventually going to be a, a, a life that we would see in front of us. It was already a baby. It was already a person. But now it's going to come out and grow in front of us. But from the moment that baby was conceived, we, had, we were parents. We were thinking as parents. We were planning as parents. We were acting as parents. We were loving and caring as parents. So we were parents, but yet not yet. There was a whole different level a parenthood coming after the birth than before. It was just a different kind. The kingdom of God is here. Oh, we sense 
God's peace. We sense God's revelation. We sense God's love. But yet there's going to be a time when it is going to be. The Bible says now we see through a mirror dimly. We know only partially, but then we shall know as we are known. We will see God clearly. It's just a continuation of what we have now. The kingdom now, it is now. You can experience it now. It's power. It's influence. It's transformational love. But then it's going to be at a whole different level. It is now and it will be then. And lastly, kingdom normal. Your new normal must be kingdom normal. Must be received, not taken. Religious people try to force the kingdom on people. You have to do this. You can't say this. You got to believe this. You got to act this way. And God says, that's not how I roll. I'm just going to lay it out and you receive it. I'm going to say it again. Often we think we have to control. We think politics is going to usher the kingdom. Politics will never usher the kingdom of God. It's not. That's not how the kingdom is. Think about it. Jesus came. And when Jesus came, the Jews thought he was, as king of the Jews, was going to come and militarily overthrow the Romans. Jesus said, that's not, my kingdom's not of this world. I come from another place. That's not how this is going to happen. Matter of fact, when they arrested Jesus, his disciple cut off the ear of the high priest servant. He's like, leave Jesus alone. Jesus said, stop. He, he, he picked the guy's ear and healed his ear. He said, that's not how I'm doing this. That's not how I do this. Matter of fact, they arrested him. They killed him. Why? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not going to be established by force. It's going to be received. So in other words... As though preachers yell and they talk, we talk loud and we're all, you know, demonstrative. Hey, that's only because of passion. It's not because we're trying to force you. We're trying to motivate you. But at the end of the day, you have to say, I want it. Because if you give your life to God because someone manipulated you into it or you just, it ain't going to happen. It didn't happen. You have to say, I surrender my life to God. I'm going to read something to you. It says in Mark chapter 10, verse 14, let the little children come to me. The little children. Do not stop them. For it is of such that as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a child will never enter it. Um, so many stories of little kids that would pray to God. The most simple prayer. And believe it. God loves you. Okay, God loves me. Little kids would come to Jesus and he would pray for them. And they would trust him. I wonder if we can be like that. I, one of the... the biggest enemies we have as adults is this right here. We think too much. In other words, when we pray something, we think, how can I do that? Or how can a person do that? Because our thoughts and our reasoning and our perspective is based on this earth, not the kingdom of heaven. The power here, not the power there. 
our authority here, not our authority there. And, and we bring the kingdom down to our level instead of us being raised up to its level. Imagine if you can, like a little kid, if God says, listen, I'm going to do this in your life, and you simply say, let's go. I, I remember when I was a little kid, or, and I talked to a little kid, I said, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a policeman. I want to be the president. I want to play NFL. I want to be a baseball player. And I want to be an actress, and I want to be a singer. By faith, they say, I want to do all of it. <laughs> now, they may not do all of it, but what about the ability to dream beyond what you ever thought? Imagine now, right now, as an, however old you are, saying that you want God to do something in your life that everybody says, that's crazy. And you trust God for it. You must receive it as a child. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God's unmerited favor. You cannot deserve God's grace. You just have to receive it. So many people have said, well, you know, I'm not ready to get saved. I have all this stuff in my life. Like, I have to go fix it. No. You just receive it. By grace you have been saved. By faith. It's not of works. You can't earn it. You can't take it back. You can't say, God, I deserve it. God, I did this, 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 this. No, it's like, you know, I remember when we got a dishwasher. And I'm thinking, we get the dishwasher. You eat the food, put the dishes in the dishwasher. And my wife would say, no, you have to wash the dish, then put it in the dishwasher. I'm like, then what I got the dishwasher for? I might as well just wash the dish. You have to get all the big stuff off of it because the dishwasher couldn't handle the big chunks. It could only handle like some of the grease and stuff. And it's like, that defeats the purpose to me. Because if, if I wash the big stuff off, maybe a couple more wipes and it's clean, I don't need a dishwasher. We think we got to do that with God. Let me get all the big stuff out of my life. Then I'm going to come to Jesus. God said, no, 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 no. I don't need your help. I just need your heart. I need you to surrender. Look what it says in Ephesians 2.8. For by grace, God's unmerited favor, you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast or brag about how good they are. And what they did. What's your new normal? Can your new normal be the kingdom of God's authority in your life? His power in your life. Can that be your new normal? How are you going to navigate all the uncertainty of what's going on in the world? How are you going to navigate all the uncertainty of your job and your family, the people who don't want to be around you, the people who talk behind your back even more so now because of what you believe or what side of all the arguments you're on? How are you going to deal with that? Get out the fight. Rise above it. Say, my new normal is kingdom normal. I'm going to submit and exercise the authority of God in my life. First step to that is that you ask Jesus to be your Savior. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. But there are a lot of you out there right now. You've already done that. But you are not committed to seeking God's authority every step of the way. As I prayed in the offering today, Genesis chapter 4, where Cain offered something to God and he rejected it. 
I wonder how many of you are offering your life to God. You're, you're offering your praise to God. You're offering your tithes or your service. And God says, I reject it. And the reason he's rejecting it is because it's not being done by faith. It's not being done out of obedience. It's not being done according to the God's kingdom principles. So I'm going to pray for both of you. The person who wants to be saved and ask Christ to be your savior. But the other person, the other part of you, group of you, is that this year, the kingdom of God, his authority in your life is going to be your normal. That's going to set the path for your life. And every day you're going to seek his presence, seek his counsel, surround yourself with people of God who are going to pray for you and encourage you. Time is running out. I reflect back to my friend, Pastor Ray Bentley, who passed away. And it is a huge wake-up call of how quick life is. Don't waste this year fighting with culture. You can't win. And you're insane to think that you got it all figured out. We're seeing every day on TV our experts not figuring it out. Get out of that fight. Let your new normal be the kingdom normal, the kingdom of God, God's reign in your life. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray one prayer for all of you. And if you want to establish the kingdom of God as the foundation of your new normal, pray this prayer with me in your life. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you today. I surrender my life to Jesus. Be my Lord and my Savior. May your authority, influence, reign, power in my life be the foundation of my new normal. In Jesus' name, amen.